Daniel here from Real People Real Estate and I have with me Ricky Flynn, the owner and operator of Real People Real Estate. Hi people. Real people. So today what I wanted to do, and this is going to be a series of videos um, that I'm going to do with either Ricky or some of the rest of the team as well as um, other people outside of our general expertise. So we'd love to focus on, uh, on a few different areas, whether that be a butcher, a financial planner, um, and all those sorts of bits and pieces, just to help give people a general idea um, on different industries, I guess, and, and make that back end, uh, the side that you don't see. Uh, I think that's a really cool thing that we're going to do. It's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. A lot of the local operators as well, right? Local operators, people that um, you might you might own a local butcher, you might, you might go in and go, I saw you on um, Real People Real Estate's video the other day, which would be really cool. Uh, the idea as well is a lot of people sometimes feel uncomfortable asking certain questions. Uh, lack of a better word, I think the problem is stupid questions. Uh, they're not stupid to people outside the industry, but inside the industry it might appear to be a little bit, um, no joke sort of thing. But of course, if you're outside the industry uh, and you ask certain questions, you really have no idea, do you? No, I don't. That's why we're having these questions. Thanks, Lydia. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to talk about today, I thought it'd be good to find out where or how we produce real people real estate, where it came from, and, and really the grassroots of why you decided to um, create this business? Well, yeah, that seems like a, a pretty good question to ask then. Um, obviously, a lot of the time, that sort of conversation doesn't pop up with a lot of landlords and a lot of people that are selling their properties. Um, a number of years ago, I was a frustrated investor and I thought, hey, this seems like something that could possibly be of interest as a profession. Um, and just by spending time uh, finding out more about my investment property and how it was managed and how I thought it should be managed. Um, that led for me to spend some time in the industry and again looking that there was room for improvement to take the plunge and go out on my own. So one thing that I thought I'd, I'd ask is, was there a certain thing or maybe a couple of things that really stood out to you that you felt this needed to change? Um, I really think that there's a, a level of communication that was uh, a big issue in the industry. Um, just to put things in perspective, obviously, you know, most investors evolve over time. Um, but, you know, if we go back 10 years ago, um, my wife was very much a let me know if something is really, really wrong type investor. Um, for us, it was a case of she would rather sort of spend time with the family and, and worrying about the things that were important to us as a family unit. Um, me on the other hand, I was very much, whether it was a set of washers that needed to be replaced or the hot water system went, I really wanted to have a finger on the pulse. So what I kind of, sort of worked out and you know, talking with my wife about her thoughts as an investor was everyone's different and there just really didn't seem to be a, a business out there that seemed to cater to the different types of investors um, and, and really just Doing the things that you say you're going to do is, is really meaningful, regardless of profession. You know, 
we've all had tradespeople that are running late and they don't make a phone call. We've all had people that try to put you know contracts together of some type and it seems complicated. It's not brought to a level that makes it accessible for the average person. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of little things that just over time that frustration went. Hey, this isn't isn't as easy as it should be. Yeah, no. Um, I think that really speaks, you know, to, to how I see the business being run in the background and as well as um, the team. You know, one of the things that we actually talk a lot about is a communication plan, uh, making sure that you know, especially in regards to maintenance and, and all those sorts of things, is that we really have the, number one, the investors' um, goals and what they actually want written down in the computer system so then that way when somebody goes to follow something through, um, whether it be a property manager going to uh, execute a maintenance request or something like that, it, it's in there in black and white. We need to do X, Y, and Z for yeah. Whoever it is. I, I think I think for, for us as a business, like I think the the big thing without you know, pushing our business too much, um, you know, if you were to talk to someone that's in your family that maybe they're not invested in South Korea, if I was talking to someone that they had a proper property interstate and hey, Ricky, who should I go with? Normally, some of the things that I look at is well, do they have a consistency with their communication. How do you know that if the owner of the business brings someone into the business, they're gonna get the same sort of level of communication? Um, that, that's really important so that everyone's on the same page about when and how you get involved, because not everyone is gonna be wanting to be hands-on. So you, you don't wanna have phone calls all the time if you don't want those phone calls all the time. But the other thing as well is, is when you're getting those phone calls and you have a recommendation, Fundamentally, you want to really know that the person's making a recommendation that they can be comfortable with as well. So, you know, if you if you've got you know, just back to what you were saying, if you've got an idea about what their goals are, what their constraints are, some people they go through uh, periods where they might be out of work or changing industries, they might be studying. Um, you know, previously they might have been happy to you know have someone go out if it's under a certain amount, and now those things have changed. You need to have that level of communication, but also you need to know that the person that's working for your best interest is basically going to be treating you no different than they would if their mum, their dad, their uncle, their brother, their sister was a client of the business. And yeah, fundamentally, that's really important for me. That, you know, you don't want to just be working in a way that you, you have some someone on your book, so to speak, for you know a year or two years. You want to basically be almost like partners for that. You know, Five, 10, 15, 20 years, however long they need to have a property manager involved in their portfolio. Yeah. Um, something that you said a little bit earlier on there that I'd like to just focus on a little bit more is you were talking about when you bring somebody on, making sure that they have the same, I guess, service ethos that you've got. How do you go about making sure that they do? So do you, do you mean in terms of staff members or staff members? Okay, so realistically, um, you, you can you can bring people in that are highly intelligent. You can bring people that in that have a really good energy, but you, you really need to make sure that you've got someone that they have their heart in the right place. They actually want to make an impact. They have a level of empathy and a level of communication, so that when they go back to a landlord, they come back to myself before they go to a landlord, for example, that you know. The recommendations are making sense, and 
process that we go through around that just to make sure that uh, we do have the right people in the business and it consistently stays that way. But also you want to make sure that any time you need to talk to the owner about something that needs their authority, before you go there, you're basically going through what I like to call a gut check. Because if it doesn't sit right for you, you can't expect it to sit right for someone else. No, exactly. So, as part of that, some of the values, uh, I guess you could say, of the business, um, which I would say would align with a, with a mission statement, which we haven't actually shared as a company. Um, what are some of the values that you have that you feel really makes a difference? So I think probably that the core value that I always use is my, you know, North Star, and I like think everyone on the team should be having this approach, and typically they, they demonstrate that, but you need to be managing the property in a way that if, again, it was a family member that you were servicing, um, that you'd be comfortable with the level of service that they were getting. So, um, you know, for argument's sake, if what you were doing was shown on, you know, a local country newspaper, if you would feel uncomfortable about your neighbours and your family and the people in your, you know, your community sporting teams were to see the way that you were carrying out yourself, if you weren't comfortable with that, then that's not a good sign. So, you know, and, and for me, that's really making sure that it's transparency all the way because it, it really brings in a level of accountability where the tenants know what's going on, the landlords know what's going on, the team knows what's going on. So realistically, those, those standards have been set quite high, they're maintained, they're not just eroded over time by not having visibility. Yeah. So something that you said just then was on uh, local teams and, and local community. Uh, I know we're involved in the local community um, and, and you know, over the next year or so, uh, we're going to extend that reach, especially using these videos and, and, and other bits and pieces to try and reach out to people a lot more. But what are we doing right now? So um, basically in 2019, we've had uh, money put out to different uh, sporting clubs to assist them with obviously their teams. Um, we don't barrack on too much about that. Um, but in a state that we've seen those teams supported and that has a positive impact on the community. Um, you know, we're a small company, so obviously we don't spend as much money as other companies, but my big thing is, is you know, spend what you can as soon as you can, because there's no, no reason to be waiting until the business is you know, bigger than Van Hern, basically you can start contributing. Um, and you know, we encourage people to, to do the same, so if your community is important to you, you know, get out there and do what you can. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, I really don't like talking too much about who we're sponsoring, but that's... I know, that's you know, what I thought of being on the spot. And, and, and also, I don't, I don't want everyone else ringing up saying, hey, you sponsored such and such. <laughs> but no, look, I think one of those... The answer is yes, we will sponsor you. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. We never say no. But um, it is important to do what you can as often as you can. And for us, um, I guess one of our rules of thumb when me and Tari, who's my wife, who's obviously co-owner, look at is, you know, if, if we're sponsoring a club, really we want to see some sort of involvement from either ourselves, our kids, our team member, our team member's kid, our team member's family. Like, we think that, you know, if it's something that our team's passionate about, the money's going to a good place. Um, it doesn't mean we can, you know, sponsor ridiculous amounts, but we obviously try to do what we can. Hmm. Um, so we plan on doing a lot more sponsorships in 2020.
Well, it is two to five on a Friday, so. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to stop, so no. Um, after this video, I've got some emails to respond to, so to my uh, landlords, appreciate you waiting 20 minutes. Um, but is there anything else that you want to finish up on? No, I think that really sums it up really well. Um, yeah, as I said before, I really don't, I'm not a big self-promoter, but it is a nice opportunity to be able to, you know, be interviewed by yourself then and talk a bit about why we've got into the business and what we believe because it's not something that everyone always gets a chance for us to hear um, or should I say for us to say and for, for us to communicate that um, so yeah but I, I think I'm pretty approachable so if people do want to have that conversation with me I'm yeah. normally pretty happy to have it um, yeah I think that really sums up everything that was nice to talk about awesome so basically the idea of these these videos is, is as we said earlier we trying to, it's more of an education piece. Education for us, education for our clients, uh, education for anybody who follows the video. Videos are all gonna be free. We're gonna have uh, the audio extracted from the videos uh, to go on podcasts as well. So if you can't um, watch the video or you don't watch YouTube and drive. Um, Which you have to bring because you can. Yes, don't watch those. Don't watch. Don't watch. Um, we don't advocate touching your mobile phone while you're driving. But, uh, yes, if you have YouTube Premium, you could put this thing aside. Um, I know you probably want to look at two very strong men having that conversation, but you're not allowed to. So, uh, on the end of that, where there will be a podcast. So, the podcast will be distributed to Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, etc. Um, so if you're if you're a podcast person, look out for it on there, um, and they will be released simultaneously. So we're going to, we're going to release video and podcast at the same time. So if you see the video, podcast will be up as well. So and on that as well, but we are based in Blake, so if there is someone that you know people that are watching would like to actually see the interview, whether that's you know local cafe owners, hairdressers. Really, you know, from my understanding, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to be talking to local operators. It's very much going to be geared about having the sort of conversations that they would be having with their friends at a barbecue. Tell us about the industry, what do we need to know if we're supporting local, um, and, and really just interesting conversations. You know, it's, yeah. it's really not going to be a push of real estate, it's going to be get to know the local um, different industry, different trades that are out there. Exactly. I think. We live in a, in a society now where there are so many things going off and people telling us things that are not in these industries that, um, number one, don't see the back end or the background of what's the potential harm is in doing X, Y, and Z, or, you know, there's just so many different variables, it's, like, it's unbelievable. Um, not to bring up Royal Commission because we've got NASA on next, in the next two weeks. Yeah, so that's uh, awesome. yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring it up with there. So in terms of the financial planners, how did that uh, affect their clientele? How did that affect the, the planners and, and all those bits and pieces? So um, because a lot of time, I think it's uh, a few bad eggs um, literally ruin 
But I think anytime there's some massive changes in the industry, it'd be great to have someone come on that is local and how that's affecting their local business. You know, we've seen grants um, based around Holden's um, you know, closure that has affected a lot of businesses in a positive way, but obviously there's different opportunities from closing as well. Some obviously have made great use of that. Others have had a downward swing as a result of Holden's closing. Um, but that's, that's just one example of change in one area happening having an effect on multiple industries that are in the adjacent space of obviously manufacturing but also you know if those jobs are going elsewhere you know what areas are booming and what do we need to know about but just getting an idea of how these things affect us local that's pretty exciting yeah and and what we want to make sure is um that we're portraying it correctly so it's not whether or not if, if it's a positive or a negative etc it's, it's just going to be the facts from the point of view of the person that we're interviewing. That's, that's all it is. That's the facts that we're going to get from that person so you can see how it's affecting um, them, their business, and potentially I'll know people in, in, in the same business and how it's potentially affecting their friends or, or whatever it is. So uh, I think a lot of things um, I'm not going to use certain words, but I think... Well, we have to be very careful. We're not professionals in those spaces, but... That's one good point. You know, as, as well as, I think, a lot of misinformation is yes. spread sometimes, yes. and I, I think potentially some viewers are going to kick into but that, why I said I didn't want to say some yeah, words there. But that's, <laughs> that, that's also why, you know, if, if the viewers do have someone that they think we should be interviewing, like, again, put into the comments, yeah. This is really about creating a group forum where we can have those conversations. Yeah, yeah. If, if there's somebody out there that we should be interviewing or that you want us to be interviewing, all those bits and pieces, it would be great to jump on board, especially if you can connect us with them so then um, I don't have to do the legwork. That would be fantastic. Um, but, you know, to, to connect us with them so we can have that connection and that conversation and really bring it down to the grassroots of, of what we want to talk about and what you want to hear. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're listening, then we're doing the right thing. If you're not listening, we're not really doing the right thing, are we? Well, if they're not listening, they're probably not interested, so you need to get something that they will be interested in. Exactly. Um, so you get us who we want, who you want. Who is also what we want. Who is also what we want. Because they want it. Because you want it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know what we mean. Um, but look, let's wrap it up there. It is five past five on Friday, and I do have to get back to some of my customers. Um, do you like to finish off on anything, Rick? No, um, just on community focus. We know that there is movies out at the Australian Park Lane tonight, so we're going to chuck this movie up pretty quickly. So you'll probably catch myself and some of my family down there. It's a good night, starts eight pm. Um, yeah, make sure you get involved in the community and if there's people we should be talking to, let us know. Yeah, no, definitely. Easy. Thanks, Thank you.